If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Love Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is the drama of Easter. And before we begin with that, I'd like to give some credit to Alice Bailey, the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Uh, Lucis Trust sponsors this show. And Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature. And the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. We have made of the crucifixion a tragedy, whereas the real tragedy was our failure to recognize its true significance. Now, this, this implies that there's more to the meaning of the crucifixion than the literal interpretation. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, there's been so much um, discussion of the crucifixion because of the recent movie that's come out, and um, I don't know whether our listeners can stand one more opinion, but why shouldn't we speak up? Everybody else is speaking, and not having seen the movie, I can speak really freely. Because <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not uh, affected by it yet. <laughs> not encumbered at all by having seen it. No, I, I have no idea whether the movie is a legitimate presentation or not, but what struck me in the recent um, discussion was that the depiction of Christ's sufferings is so riveting, apparently, and so overpowering and so awful. Uh, and that got Gail and me pondering on um, whether that is the real point of the crucifixion. This is a deeply sacred issue. The crucifixion and resurrection are the two most um, sacred and difficult to comprehend aspects of Christianity. So um, it's not easy to speak about them, but on the other hand, the concept of crucifixion evidently runs throughout many different um, religious and cultural traditions. I hadn't known that. I thought it was a, a phenomenon unique to Christianity. But then I did a little research, and I found that many cultures and religious traditions have a theme of crucifixion, of the 
death and suffering and resurrection of a heroic figure central to their religious uh, beliefs um, as the dominant theme. Uh, one is ancient um, Greek mythology and the story of Prometheus, who was sacrificed voluntarily to bring the principle of fire, the life of the spirit, to man. And uh, Adonis is another, Apollo is yet another, Bacchus. Uh, Krishna in Hinduism was sacrificed, Horus in Egyptian religion, Mithras of the ancient Persian religion was one who was crucified and rose again on March 25th, which is just a few days after the vernal or spring equinox. Always or very often these crucifixions take place in um, timing with the coming of the uh, of spring. And uh, it's said that the cult that grew up around Mithra in ancient Persia slew not an, a lamb but a bull because according to astrology that period of the worship of Mithras coincided with the age of Taurus. Some of our listeners might be familiar with the age of Aquarius into which we are entering. We are leaving the age of Pisces. Well, the age of Taurus um, um, was dominated by um, themes of the bull, and that was followed by the age of Aries and the ram or lamb. Passover, the Jewish holiday, um, touches on the theme of blood propitiation. The door frames of homes were sprinkled with blood so that they would be passed over. Well, there is apparently on the esoteric side um, an interpretation of Passover that has to do with the fact that at the spring equinox, Passover is timed with the first full moon of spring, I think. At that time, the constellation of Aries, the ram or lamb, is obliterated from view in the northern hemisphere because it drops below the horizon. It sort of passes over out of view. So this whole concept of crucifixion is one that's fascinating, that God is appeased or propitiated through the sacrifice of a saintly figure. Yes, it seems that uh, the experience that Christ went through is kind of the culmination for uh, a long history of <coughs> crucifixions and similar type of experiences in past cultures. So, um, but nevertheless, there there is a lot that is um, missing from the interpretations of all of these crucifixions, and I think there is a lot more that been going on that, that did go on under the surface and behind the scenes and, the, and it gets into the real meaning of uh, the Christ, whole Christ experience. As I was listening to this um, controversy surrounding the movie by Mel Gibson, it struck me that the point of his suffering and of his physical pain is probably not the main point of the crucifixion. That To me that seems a diversion. Because um, it's said that the great yogis of India are able to tune out uh, whatever is going on in the body. The Hindu saint Ramakrishna, who died of cancer of the throat, there's a story of him in the final stages of his illness being treated by a doctor when his throat was so diseased that 
probing around by by the doctor who was trying to treat him would have been agony. And he said to the doctor who was about to examine him, just a minute. And he took a minute to do whatever a Hindu yogi of his level knows how to do. And then he said, go ahead. And the doctor examined him without any painkillers at all, and he was fine. Well, that's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And my point is, Christ surely knew how to disengage his consciousness from physical suffering. I can't believe that he would be so overwhelmed by whatever those horrible people were doing to his body that it would cause him the level of pain that we ordinary human beings would feel. So to me, it's a diversion to focus on that aspect. Yes, it, and it's uh, it's a diversion, and it's a, a, a misconception that uh, that was uh, the full meaning of what uh, Christ intended, that um, there is a long process being uh, depicted here in the whole life of Christ, and um, the, resurre- uh, the uh, crucifixion was only one stage in that long process, and Christ um, uh, demonstrated this this long process. He encapsulated uh, the whole process that every human being has to go through or will go through um, in in a short span of some thirty years. But um, the uh, crucifixion stage uh, was by no means the the ultimate or purpose for his <coughs> his ministry it was a it was a preparation really for what followed three days later the resurrection mm-hmm. and uh, excuse me yeah no that's that's the main point I mm-hmm. think that because it demonstrated the immortality uh, and not only of of Christ but uh, the immortality of all of us Alice Bailey makes an interesting point that I hadn't known mm-hmm. that um the emphasis on crucifixion and the suffering of Christ and his sorrows and our sinfulness are strongly emphasized in Western Christianity, whereas she says in Eastern Orthodox Christianity, the emphasis is on his resurrection, his life eternal, and therefore the promise of life eternal for all of us. If that's true, I I hadn't known that. But certainly Western Christianity is traditionally immersed in the idea of sin. We didn't create the idea of sin. That goes back to early man who was trying to pro- to propitiate the gods with sacrifices from the earliest days of Homo sapiens, probably. Yes, and because of the preoccupation of sin, uh, <clears throat> we have, uh, at least here in the West, we seem to have forgotten our own divinity. Well, yeah, I suppose it's become a um, a distraction. I think from the real understanding the true, true uh, inner spiritual divinity that everybody has. And yet, another interesting point that Alice Bailey makes is that the idea of sin is actually uh, an expression of a certain stage of evolution in human consciousness. She says that um, with the development of the mind comes the idea of sin, the ability to have a larger spiritual awareness and um, an increasing sensitivity to divinity, nevertheless being something out there, not within one, gives the consciousness and awareness of its own mortality and its own inherent, um, not 
worthlessness, but it's it's low nature as well as an aspiration to seek the higher nature. There's a kind of a dual consciousness that develops on the spiritual path. And I think anyone who's really tried to undertake spiritual training and spiritual development would know what she means. People sometimes get the misconception that the spiritual path leads to complete happiness and joy and bliss. Well, eventually it does, but there is a stage of growing awareness of all that lies ahead of you and all that has to be done to redeem your your equipment, we could say, your bodies, physical, emotional, and mental. There's a lot of homework to be done, a lot of housework. And um, so the idea of sin entered in as human beings began to develop mentally. And she says Calvin is really the major force behind sin. Yes, it's all part of the misconception and the misinterpretation that um, has added layer and layer and upon layer of a distortion about the the true meaning, of, if they ever really understood the true meaning of uh, the uh, passion. Well, yeah, if I understand the, the Calvin Calvinist approach to Christianity, he said that because of Adam's fall in the Garden of Eden, every human being is guilty from birth without question, guilty from birth, just by being born, of original sin. It's inherited. And he taught that there's nothing that anyone can do to remove it by himself, by his own efforts. It can only be removed by the grace of God through the atonement of Christ, who interceded on our behalf and gave up his life to save those of us who believe in him. And they are called the elect of God. So if you believe in that in that act of atonement, it's a very different view than the esoteric view of Christ's suffering. Those people just tuned in. You're listening to Inner Sight. And our topic for today is the drama of Easter. Uh, we have a good offer for you. Uh, those people who are interested in the show, you can, you can explore the drama of Easter um, uh, as written by Alice Bally. Uh, in the following book. It's called From Bethlehem to Calvary, and it's uh, a good depiction of the meaning of Easter and Christ's life. And um, once again, it's by Alice Bailey, and it can be ordered for $12, which, by the way, is a bargain, because ordinarily we charge uh, for shipping and handling, which can be quite expensive, as many of you know. The price of shipping has gone up all over, but uh, for this time, uh, you can get it for $12, but you do have to mention that you heard the... um, I heard the offer on Inner Sight, and um, once again, it's $12. You'd have a check or a money order. It would be made out to uh, Lucis Trust, and Lucis Trust is um, 120. Uh, actually, it's made out to Lucis Publishing Company, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's uh, Lucis Publishing Company, uh, 120 Wall Street. New York, New York, 10005. And um, I, I think that uh, it would be wonderful to explore it further, go into greater depth. And also, if you, any of you would like to uh, find out more about Lucis Trust, you're certainly uh, welcome to do so by ordering a general package of information uh, that, that can be ordered from our toll-free number. Just call on our toll-free number, one 
866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Uh, think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Our website where you can find all of our archived library of shows that we have. There are so many of them now on numerous Alice Bailey themes. Uh, our website, www.lucistrust.org. I'm, well, I'm uh, looking forward to getting back to our discussion on the drama of Easter as written by Alice Bailey. And do we have any more thoughts on that? Well, let's see. We were talking about the Calvinist view of Christ uh, dying um, for our sins. The more esoteric view that is presented in the books of Alice Bailey and in the Ageless Wisdom views Christ as the world savior, yes, but in the sense of enacting or demonstrating a process or an achievement in consciousness that all human beings must duplicate. In other words, my understanding is that he didn't act in in lieu of us, in place of us. He acted as a forerunner, demonstrating what all of us must achieve. And specifically, by his crucifixion, he demonstrated the release from the grip of matter. We were talking in a recent series of programs about the unreal and the real. And the life of Christ following up on the teachings of Buddha, demonstrates the unreality of the material plane and the absolute necessity of giving up the craving, as the Buddha would call it, the clinging to the unreal, the material realm, if we are to find life everlasting. The cross is literally the symbol of matter, and he died on that cross, but the important thing to remember is that he was then um, resurrected three days later. He achieved release from the tomb deep in the earth. The the stone was rolled away, and he was found to be um, gone. But he appeared on the road to Emmaus, where the disciples were walking, and showed himself to be living and radiant and alive. And I think there's, there's, um, following up on that, there's perhaps... The whole experience could be summed up in one word, and that might be renunciation. Um, in the esoteric writings, it is said that um, the initiation that Christ demonstrated as, at the crucifixion should really be called renunciation, because that's what's being renounced. That's what's being let go. It's this physical counterpart, the, that everything that's represented by the personality life and the lower life of the um, um, the lower self, uh, all of that has to be let go of and renounced in order that this higher self, the inner spiritual Christ, can uh, come through and uh, uh, is resurrected anew and more refined. And uh, that is the whole story. That's the whole purpose of Christ's uh, ministry and why he came into the world at that particular time, at that particular place on earth, uh, in the Middle East, between the East and the West, and as a bridge between those two parts of the world, uh, to demonstrate this 
this tremendous um, what do you want to call it? Tremendous experience of renunciation. And uh, another aspect to that is that Christ built upon the achievement of Buddha. They worked, in a sense, together over a period of, what, some five or six hundred years spanning their two incarnations and their teaching. The Buddha taught that um, the cause of all sorrow is self-affirmation, the clinging to the idea that we are a separated self separate and unique and apart from all other selves. And he taught that desire is the cause of our suffering, the desire for anything, because life is inherently transitory. Nothing lasts forever on the level of the material plane. And Christ then built upon that teaching and showed that true life, the resurrection, is found only when one literally gives up the the uh, identification with life in the material realm and his willingness to undergo that that demonstration through the crucifixion and his resurrection has left a lasting living example for humanity but if you only focus on the fact that he suffered and died on the cross it's sorrowful and you feel bad and you're told by Calvin that it's your fault, and um, you're a sinner, and um, how does that help anybody? How is that liberating? The idea of his resurrection, yes, that helps us all. That life is eternal, but it's not, it's not um, inherently part of what happens on the material plane. That is the unreal, the temporary. I think that's um, one reason I mean, the ex- whole experience that Christ went through is one reason why, uh, in my opinion, it's not really a Christian experience. It's not really for Christian. Oh, this this uh, the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not meant just everyone. for Christians. It's not. It's meant for Christians, for Jews, for um, Muslims, for Buddhists, for everybody in the world, because every one of us has to go through a similar type experience. I don't mean we're all going to be nailed to a cross, but there are other ways of... Well, in a sense, many of us are. We're we're nailed to the cross of materialism. Look at us in this country, how dedicated we are to our stuff. We are nailed to that cross of matter. If we sacrifice our happiness and our families to work two or three jobs because we honestly believe we've got to have that house, and that SUV and everything that comes with us. Stop, yeah. stop spiritual involvement also. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's the great cross of uh, materialism that uh, we're all... We're um, impaled on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what we have to learn to gradually to give up and to renounce. And uh, it's going to be a very painful experience, just as, as it was painful for Jesus as he hung on that tree but um, uh, so it's this whole experience is a universal experience and it's not uh, just for Christians and it's I think it's so crucial that we finally grasp this because it's been 2,000 years and longer actually if you think back to the Buddha and his teaching we've had a long time to learn 
And um, you would have thought we would have learned it in this country when we experienced the Great Depression. But no, we rebounded, and uh, we have even more stuff, and we're e- even more captive mm-hmm. of it. So I don't know if we are going to learn the lesson of sharing. Renunciation really has to do with sharing. The the writings of Alice Bailey say that true sharing involves many little renunciations, and it's upon these small renunciations that the habit of renunciation can eventually be stabilized. And in that habit of renunciation and sharing and the free circulation of life, which is really what sharing is, letting it all pass through your hands so that there is enough for everybody. When we grasp that, we'll know what life really is. That is really resurrection. When we can deal with substance on the level of the material plane or on the spiritual plane as an abundance that flows freely so long as we don't cling to it and try to possess it for the separated self. And that's, of course, the um, main purpose, I think, which is related to what you just said, but the main purpose of Christ's whole ministry was to usher in <clears throat> the kingdom of God. And he opened the door with that kingdom. He was the first to open the door to the kingdom and allow the great uh, love of God to flow into the world. And... Uh, <clears throat> He was, he was the first one to to really accomplish that, and that's what he did, and that was the real purpose of his whole life, and that's still the purpose, and that's why he has to return someday uh, to complete that uh, task, and it's, it's a, a task that we all have to share in. I think this theme of sharing is one that uh, is becoming more and more apparent to all of us, whether we like it or not, the growth of um, globalization. We realize more and more that we share with the whole human family, like it or not. We share in joys and we share in sorrows. We share through the suffering of September 11th or now the terrible uh, attack in Madrid, we share with the suffering of people in Iraq and Rwanda, we share economically, we share through the inability of uh, uh, police to control the flow of um, money and drugs, we are becoming truly a unified planet. And when we can take that realization and apply it to the spiritual aspect, which is that life is abundant and available for everyone and everything so long as it's not possessed selfishly, then we find real release. Renunciation leads to liberation, not to sorrow, but to liberation. And I think that's something that the Western and particularly the materialistic societies have to learn. And we have to... focus more, I think, on the resurrection part of this whole experience, and we need to shift our focus away from ourselves. In other words, Christ didn't really come and die just to save our souls, uh, and we need to shift to, to the significance of, of Christ's real work and the service that he did for humanity. He demonstrated how we can save ourselves. Absolutely. We welcome you to take advantage of our special offer today. Um, 
um, you can get a, uh, get a really good bargain on the book uh, that, upon which this discussion is based. Uh, a good depiction of the meaning of Easter and of Christ's life is given in uh, the Alice Bailey book entitled From Bethlehem to Cal Calvary, and uh, you can order that book at a good discount today, $12, and ordinarily we add on a shipping and handling charge, but um, today we have that special offer for you, and so please take advantage of it. You can explore this topic in much greater depth. It's a very interesting book. And uh, we, you would send it to Lucis Publishing, check or money order, to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 1005. That's Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And you have to remember to just write a little note saying that you heard it on Inner Sight, and we'll give you the discount then. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.